Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. Okay, miracles happen every day, my friends. They really do, and you are in the midst of one of them. That is right, because the man that I share a bed with, that I said vows to in front of God and my family, is with us again on the podcast. It's an Old Testament miracle. Ricky, how you doing? I'm doing good. I don't know why you can't just say... <laughs> Your husband. Oh, yeah, but I have to make it dramatic. The man you share a bed with? Well, I mean, there's only one man I share a bed with. It's you. I know. It's just a little TMI there. Is it, is it really TMI? We're, we're married. Know. Do people yeah, think we sleep in separate homes? I know. It's just, I it's just a way to say, okay, well, here we go. More than that. Yeah, clearly it is. And we're off to a great start here. We are. Welcome to marriage. And actually, that's what we're going to be talking about. Today, we are answering some questions that we've been receiving over and over. And Ricky and I have pulled out two of the most asked questions, which are how should you walk into marriage and best advice on how like best advice to give couples on how to approach or and or prepare for marriage. Kind of the same, slightly different. We're going to approach that today, right? Yeah. Okay. So one of the questions um, in particular that came into how you should walk into marriage was talking about like, did you deal with your stuff before marriage or did you bring it into marriage? I have some thoughts on that question. I'm going to defer to you. I'm, I'm looking at you No, right you now. go first. What I'm doing right now is I'm trying to find the, the actual person that commented and asked this question. Uh, okay, we don't need... You don't think I should do that? No, I mean, we, we have the question right here, though. We, we, we prepared and we have the question right I know, here. but I would like to acknowledge the person and say, we're answering your question. Because I'm I'm assuming she listens. Okay. You, you don't think I should do that? You go first. I'm going to look for this. I'm going to listen. You look for the person's I'm name. Just going, I'm just going back to the, uh, the previous podcast that we did. Oh, for the love. Okay, so here's my first thought on that question. Okay. Is that it's not an either or, right? Uh, it's not like, did you bring your stuff into marriage or did you deal with it beforehand? Because even if you deal with, and we'll answer the question in detail here in a minute, but even if you deal with your stuff before marriage, trust me, you're going to get married and then there'll be a whole new level of stuff that you're going to have to deal with in marriage that you continue to have to deal with. So it's not like you're ever going to go into it being like, no, we're good. We have no more stuff. We're all done. Now it's just easy, you know, peasy till the end of time. Right? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> we so wish it does. Did, but I mean, it I used to think that would be how, like, like you used to, you know, there's like a, like there's like a formula and here's what you do. When you want to get married and here's what it will be like based on who you marry and how you are when you get married, how you are before you get married. So, yeah, but how quickly did that change for you? It just doesn't. (laughs) That's just not how it works. I found the person asking the question. So this was this this was posted. I guess we recorded last one year ago. 
That's exactly how long it takes to get you on the podcast. Well, you know. I love you, but come on now, son. Come on. Hey, I'm here. You are here. Um, so this is from Claire DiVincenzo. And she says, I haven't listened to the newest podcast yet, but I'm assuming it's been a year now. Hopefully you've, you've listened to that, Claire. Now you've had some yeah. time. We've given you ample time. Because, I know the, well, the last Instagram was post here for questions. So right, right. So that's where she's responding. But she says, but something I'd like to hear you talk about, if possible, is how you should walk into marriage. A friend of mine recently got married, and I feel both her and her now husband should have worked on their personal issues before bringing them into marriage. Plus other things. Note, I'm not married, but I would like to hear your take on this. Did you and Ricky work on yourselves before getting married, or did you bring those issues into marriage? I understand we all have issues and are not perfect, but they put themselves on hold while they were preparing for marriage or their wedding day and have stated they will be working on their issues now in marriage. Thank you for... Thank you. Is this a comment in... On Instagram? It's actually a comment on the website where you linked. The link The link in the podcast actually goes to here to comment. So it was an email? No, it's a comment on the podcast post on your website. So it's a public comment? That's correct. It's a public comment on the web. <laughs> Not Instagram, the web. On your website, leadtower.com okay. slash podcast. On the internet. Thank right. you, Al Gore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's an old joke. Nobody will get that reference. Anyway. Um, okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that we weren't revealing personal information, but it was a public comment, though. This is a public comment. Great. Okay, great. So. It's got a photo on here and everything okay, okay all right all right i'm just making sure ricky well there's two others if you want me to go there no just just stop okay let's just answer this question richard what do you think um why are you calling me richard that's what i think i like i like all your names all right um, i like richard i like ricky i like ricardo i accidentally called the pope you are called i called you that name to the pope that's right, Ricardo. <laughs> I did. So, how should you walk into marriage? It's like she's got a couple questions actually in here. Um, because did you and Ricky work on yourselves before getting married? Or did you bring those issues into marriage? So maybe we start with that one. It's a little more specific. So then, how you should walk into marriage? Sure. Let's go with specific, and then let's go to general. Yeah. All right. Plan. So plan of attack. Ricky likes a plan. Always did you, likes a plan. So uh, let me let me pose this question to you, Leah. Yes. Did you work on yourself before getting married? Did I you? did. You did. I did. Okay. Well, how did you do that? How did I do that? Well, uh, that was for me a lot of time in my spiritual life. So beefing that up, of course, I think most people at this point, and if you're listeners, you, I would imagine you probably know my background and my story. Um, I was away from the church for 10 years, and then I spent a lot of time kind of coming back into that space. And so what helped me, um, not just in coming back to Catholicism, but just the relationship with Christ was um, having a relationship with him and then um, working on other things that were affecting that relationship. And so how I dealt with that was seeking therapy. I went and got counseling done. 
um, to work on some of those issues. I worked on my spiritual life and kept up good habits of the mass and rosary and adoration uh, in particular. Um, and then it was accountability. I had some good girlfriends with me and I talked to them, you know, about my life and was vulnerable and honest about the things going on and my own struggles. And, um, it kept some really strong boundaries in terms of what I would accept or not accept in my dating relationships. Okay. So you prepared for marriage by, well, I guess you worked on yourself before marriage by working on yourself in dating relationships you had before marriage. No, that's not exactly what I said. Okay. I guess I'm just saying like, I, 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 the, in some ways it wasn't necessarily like I was doing this, like I better do this so I can get married. It was just, I need to be a freaking better human and I want to appreciate and love myself the way that Christ loves me or at least attempt to. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're so on the I same think, page. I think I'm just like, got to the point of like, I just needed to like, you know, as St. Augustine says, know thyself. So I, you know, I had, had, there's a lot of things there of figuring out like, okay, Leah, what are some of your tendencies that you um, lean into that are your weaknesses and your strengths? And then in the weaknesses, what can you do within your own, you know, realm of capability to, um, to work on those? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. So, I mean, so I think part of this question is, did you and Ricky work on yourselves before getting married? Yeah. Um, I think we did, but we didn't do that like previous to dating and whatnot. We didn't, we just worked, we just tried to be good Christians and try to, you know, continue to grow in our faith. Um, be honest with ourselves, with the, our own personal struggles that we had. Yeah. Right. Right. So I guess the answer is yes. And, yeah. And then, in addition to that, I think maybe there's another question here. Did we work on ourselves like maybe while we were engaged uh-huh. or so? Um, but that was more together, like marriage prep together we did. But um, the second part of the question where she says, or did you bring those issues into your marriage? I think, uh, yes, mm-hmm. we still brought issues into the marriage. And, and, and so um, this is a good question. It's a hard question. And I think anyone who's single... And in this context, Claire, um, you're single, you're looking from the outside at your friends who are now married, and uh, you're wondering, gosh, should they have, you know, worked on this stuff before we got into marriage? And I would assume that they did on an individual basis. You you would hope so. Yeah. And then I would assume that they did um, as they prepared. And this sounds like a very typical marriage. I think that's pretty much how any... Right. Marriage would go is, or any marriage for that matter would go is, hey, I'm, even if you're not a Christian, like you're going to, if you're a man, like if you're like myself, um, or any man growing up, becoming a young man and becoming, going into adulthood, the first thing a guy needs to do is like prepare himself to be financially, um, viable for another, for a woman, (laughs) right? Like you can't, you're not going to, you're not going to get married if you can't support a family. Or at least know, one other person. Let's just let's just start human. with like, one. Yeah, let's just start with one. One other, like um, a plus one for you're you. You're not going to be a, a, you know, you need like every man needs to sort of um, get himself together, 
establish himself in some sort of career um, job, whatever it may be. He needs to make money so he can uh, support a family and support a, a wife. Right. Even if even if it's initially not a, a family, but something. Um, he has to put himself on a path. So. Um, I think it's something to add in here is that like. It's just not so cl- it, like the question is is pretty, you know. Clear of what's being asked, but the reality of working that out is not. Uh, I personally dealt with a lot of stuff before Ricky came into my life. And then when I met Ricky, I shared those things that I dealt with and said, these are not just going to, you know, um, be completely over. They'll still affect me. And so that stuff still affects us. And the wounds or the pain or the experiences that we have in our life from childhood to adulthood, those are that healing process that Christ works on, works in us, is not one and done. We're constantly being healed, even from past wounds, <laughs> right now, as long as we're open to Christ healing, regardless if we're aware of it or not. So, I mean, there are some obvious things of of of, of problems or things that you're working on that need to be dealt with or should be dealt with before like going into a commitment like marriage, sacrament like marriage. But the reality is, is that whatever you're dealing with and whatever you have already dealt with, those are things to be honest with, with your potential spouse so that they know, you know, what you're going through and how also to help you in your own healing as it continues through adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're on it. I think we're answering the question. So we, de- I think it's yes to both. Yes, we worked on ourselves, and yes, we brought it into our and marriage. Yes, we still brought these <laughs> things into our marriage, um, and that's probably I'd say that's probably going to be the norm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm starting to think like our friends and we hang yeah, out with and our family. I think family, it is. But I mean, for sure. You know, it's we talk about this about. Um, our friends and family who are also married and we joke about, you know, all of us going through, cause your siblings, uh-huh. my siblings, uh-huh. our friends, we're all around the same age, we're all the same generation. And so we're all going through the early stages of marriage. Uh-huh. And so it's funny watching, <laughs> um, you know, couples evolve from the, um, newlywed sort of from the stage. newlywed stage oh, into yeah. the like, here I am a few years in with a kid or two or three and you're just now starting to learn really get to know one another oh yeah you know oh yeah so so, you know all these things um that you bring to the marriage um yeah we can work on those things but for the most part there's a lot of stuff that's just gonna you're gonna bring in and they're going to be issues and it's not you're like i don't so to answer your question claire um I don't think there's, you know, a, a, some formula to prevent hardship or to prevent these issues from coming forth. I think no matter what you do, even if you, even if, you know, we as Catholics have the perfect marriage prep, we married the, the, the most perfect person for each, for one another, like temperamentally, um, you're both a good match. Financially, there's no issues. Spiritually, you both understand 
the faith and you want to live it out and you're committed to the, you know, to the um, vocation of marriage, you're still going to bring stuff into the marriage that has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not just sure. dealt with. I mean, that has to be sort of wrestled with between the two. It's sort of a. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a, um, you know, it, uh, yeah, I guess like a. Like a wrestling match. Yeah, like I would say a dance, match. but I think a wrestling match better better suits the definition of marriage. It's more like a a wrestling match. It's like some people say, like it's like a dance. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, on the it's floor not a wrestling, dance. wrestling each it's other. It's not a dance. Dating's no. like a dance. Yeah, dating's a dance. That's when you're marriage like, is so like amazing. a little. When I say a wrestling match, we're talking like headlock. Right. Well, yeah. Let's like <laughs> wrestling. Let's see what it is. Like you know. <laughs> Real wrestling, not like the WWE where we're like jumping off the top ropes and insulting one another. Sometimes just, you know, it is. Some, you know, none of that crazy stuff. We're talking about like there's rules and there's things like there are rules, right? There's rules. There's Get boundaries. In your corner. Right? Get in your corner. There's timeouts. He <laughs> someone has to throw some water on you, <laughs> right? And you win some, you lose some. So, but you're working that out. Um, and and when we say win some lose some, it's the it's the couple that wins. It's the couple that loses. It's not individually yeah, based. Yeah, couple wins or loses. Yeah, the individual loses a little bit here too. You know. you, well, yeah, the dying to self, right? What, what, what was that? What was the what was the joke I made? Um, oh gosh, this is during our first year of marriage. We were living in California, and um, do you, I I know you remember this because I've told you this like I don't remember it at this moment. Okay, you well, have to tell me. All right, well, I'll tell you this. You can't so, read your mind. Uh, Ricky, hold on a second. Give me a second. <laughs> Anyways, we're in California. We're living in California. And uh, first year marriage. And very, very hard, of course. We just got married. We've never done this before. So we're just kind of thrown to the to the wolves, I guess it feels like at times. And we had just gotten into an argument or something. And, and uh, we only had one car. We had one car for actually quite a long time into our marriage. Like for the first four years, we only dealt with one car. And... So if somebody left, it was a big deal because the other person couldn't go any place. <laughs> that's okay. right. That's yeah. why I'm saying that. Yeah. Like, okay. So, anyways, like if you took the car, you were basically saying to the other one, "I really don't want to be around you." Like, like there. So I had taken the car. I did tell you I was like, I just, I just need, I just need to get out. And I took it and I went to um, Lake Murray in San Diego and I went for a walk. I was like, I just, I got to get out and I have to go for a walk. I was just upset. Yeah. So I go for this walk and I was talking to my Aunt Jan and I'm talking to her about my struggle. And I'm like, I just I'm so frustrated. And I was telling her these things. And this is a woman who has been through um, her own set of hardships. She's been married. She's a widow, all these things. So she's got some good perspective. Um, and she goes and she was being very sweet. She goes, well, Leah, you know, marriage, marriage is a dying, dying to self. Marriage is a dying to self. And this this sweet woman who has spiritually led me for many years of my life is saying this. And I was so mad. And I go, oh, there, there, there will be a death. <laughs> it will be a suicide or a homicide. But someone's dying tonight. <laughs> and I remember we both just laughed at that. I can only imagine the people walking by me at that little trail. But it, the reality is the point is like, it is a wrestling match at times. Like it is hard. You, you you do have those moments where you just feel like you're frustrated and you don't know where else to go. But the reality is, is like many other times, I, I came home after that walk and we dealt with our stuff and you yeah. do it together, right? Ricky would tell me many, many times for the first few years of marriage until I started telling him it later on. 
I guess we just take turns kind of repeating this one thing of like, hey, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. And you would right. say that to me over and over. And it finally got to me like, yes, why, why am I arguing with my teammate? Now, granted, I mean, we still do. But it really, that really helped me when you continue to say that over and over. Right. It's just trying to, and, and just, it's trying to remind one another, like not, so the tendency, especially early on in marriage is like, you're going to stake out your territory and I'm going to make this stand. And when, <laughs> and so it, 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 it becomes a, you know, your, your spouse can become an opponent. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. why, at least that's what I noticed both in myself and you when we would initially um fight mm-hmm. um or wrestle <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i mean reminding you it's exactly right we're a team we're in you know the the epitome of a team is a family i guess so the the greatest team in the world i think is going to be family greatest sort of manifestation of a team is a family so um yeah, we, you know, we are constantly working on ourselves individually, both before marriage and during marriage. And then we're constantly um, working on issues together. And I, I really, if we're sort of, we're really just getting to know one another more so that we can better complement one another and work together. Serve one another. And serve yeah. one another, yeah. So, yeah. And um, we're, and go ahead. I was going to say, this reminded me of, an old, uh, I heard a guy back when I was at a campus crusade for Christ, um, Christmas, Christmas conference in college, uh, a speaker, he said, um, he was describing marriage. He said, marriage is an elite club for selfless people. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this in the podcast before or not, but that's always stuck with me. Yeah. Marriage is an elite club for selfless people. And I, I have to constantly remind myself of that mm-hmm. um, so that I can mm-hmm. have the right perspective. But it's been good these last couple of years because I feel like we're just now sort of really got to know each other um, and can really anticipate a lot better each other's needs. And so we avoid a lot of the, um, at least fights that we used to have yeah. early on. Um, so as a result of working things out we are now we we know each other better and we can even anticipate things a little better and so um conserve each other better that takes time so i think anyone going into marriage goes in with sort of the rose-colored glasses and um i've always told my friends this that and you know we we've we've said this to a few couples actually that that first year of marriage is probably the hardest the first like year year and a half Maybe mm-hmm. even two years for some for some couples. It's the hardest years of marriage. Mm-hmm. For for most people, I mean, I know that I know that that's not always the case, but I think it's usually the case. Yeah, it's. I think I would say it's most common. Yeah, for sure. And um, people are kind of taken by surprise, especially you know these um, these Catholic couples that just have such a such a wonderful view of marriage and ideal view and. Well, because um, they, they prepared so they, well, they and, read about it. Yeah, it's beautiful. As if it's some like like that. That's the that's the practical reality of it. Yeah, I mean, some people the have spiritual an, part. Some of people that. have an inc- you know the fairy tale, I guess, but right. the vast majority do not. 
Right. Um, and that's perfectly okay. And it's perfectly normal. And you're not alone. And you're always going to be working on your marriage. Right. Issues in your marriage from before and as you go along. And as things change with kids and jobs and moving. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All these different things. Health. Um, these are all things that will change and that you'll have to continue to work on. New issues will pop up. Mm-hmm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> aging. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to... I'm not really looking forward to, but I'm, I'm anticipating all of this now. Uh-huh. Um, but I was talking to one of my best friends the other day about marriage, and he's been married for, I think, oh gosh, at least 15 years. Double us, I think. Maybe, maybe 20 even. He might be married 20. Yeah, you're right. He and is married 20 something. We were talking about how even the best, even if you marry really well, it's kind of a crapshoot. That's it feels like kind of a crapshoot. It feels like it. I don't think. Yeah, you, it's kind of a crapshoot. Even like some of the like you know, you you why don't. Do you, why do you say that? Because you, you don't better explain really, it real quick. Okay, I'm gonna let me, let me explain this. You think you know someone until you live with them for a few years and have kids with them, and um, and go through hardship with them, and then you find out some things that maybe you didn't know, and. Um, some couples, you know, unfortunately it ends up being the you know, end of them. You mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some different, you know, um, ends up in divorce, unfortunately. Um, even the ones that, you know, even ones that do well, it still feels like, gosh, I didn't really know. I thought I knew who I was marrying, but, um, in some ways, in many ways I just didn't, or people are surprised. There's some couples that we know that, you know, many years down the road, you and you encounter a lot of these people on, on the road while you're speaking who suddenly, out of nowhere, their significant other, their spouse has decided that they don't want to do this marriage anymore. Yeah, that's so true. It's, yeah, I get those messages a lot. Yeah, it's, um, mm-hmm. so that's what I mean. Like, I don't, you know, we trust in God and, you know, as Christians, we are looking for someone who, has those same values. So looking for someone who has a, a, a good interior life and a good um, walk with the Lord and who has themselves together so they can be married and have yeah. a job and support same the family. Same spiritual and, goals. Right. Yeah. And want to stay married forever. Right. Um, but when you look at the landscape of the different marriages out there, even with amongst Catholics, um, you can see that that's just... There's a, quite a bit that are having a lot of trouble that end up not working out, and so yeah, there's, I that's mean, what I mean. Like yeah, that's, you can, it's a loaded topic. There's a lot of we can go all kinds of ways, but it does, with, you know. Yeah. And then, and then, and, and I admit this too. Like we've been married for seven years now, and um, like if I look back to when I first met you and think about how much I didn't know, oh, I God. mean, I did not expect right. This. It's yeah. like it's kind of a crapshoot. It really is. Yeah. It's kind of a crapshoot. Like I got really lucky. That's a that's a that, that's that's a nice little add-on he added there, real quick. <laughs> well, I mean, I I did. I mean, I, I I look by any objective standard, I on paper I married really really well. Anyone would say that, right? But in addition, now that we've been married for seven years, um, wow, like I got super lucky. Not like you can marry well on paper and still not do well in the end. Right, you know, and we're and we're not we're we're still hopefully very far from the end, but we're doing great, I think, and it's um it's just 
it's just amazing how much I thought I knew about you. And now I'm looking, I'm like, I didn't, man, I barely knew you. Okay. So I am not trying to dig into something weird here, but like on a more positive side, okay. A positive thing. So I'm not, so so we don't do something. Does this sound negative? I'm not trying to sound negative. No, 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 no. You, you don't at all. But I, I'm just going to say, give me an example of something you know now about me that you didn't know then, but a positive example. I'm just telling you, don't give me a negative one here on the podcast. So a positive thing. You can give me the neg- neg- negative ones once we're done, but um, like in private, but a positive one. So, so I, an example. I'll give you two. The two that come off the top of my head right now. Okay. Or one, how good of a mother you are. Aw, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's something that you think about before you get married. You're like, oh yeah, she's going to be a good mom. You think you know. You have no idea until you get into it because yeah. trying to explain to someone what it's like to have children. Mm-hmm. I think I've told you this. It's like trying to explain to someone, you know, trying to describe to someone what the uh, what, what it's like to go sailing, but they don't know what an ocean is. Yeah. You know, there, there's just no way you can clearly communicate um, what it means to be a mom or a dad to people who aren't moms or dads without them going through it it's just it's just almost impossible and because there's just so much there like you can say a lot but the experience is hard to articulate and the emotions and the feelings you don't have until you become a parent Mm -hmm. you don't experience it so you don't you just don't know you're 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 sort of we are ignorant of what it means to be a parent until we become a parent Mm -hmm. in many ways so there's one okay there's one positive like so I like look. I'm like, wow, I really lucked up. Like I always thought you'd be a good mom, but now that I'm look, now that I'm in this, I'm like, well, I'm just like, I'm so impressed, and I'm just so, I feel so grateful. Number two, um, the other thing that comes to my, top of my head was how how strong of a uh, work ethic you have. Mm. And that's not even something that I really like thought about. <laughs> Before marriage, right? But that now is, that, that I'm, a little odd. but now that I'm in marriage, um, you know, and I, I don't know why this didn't occur to me before, but because when I'm, you know, career-wise, I think in every career that I've been a part of, whether it be the army, the fire service, business, when you're looking for people to be a part of your team for work, you're looking for people with strong work ethic. I think that's like the number. It's at least when I'm interviewing someone, that's like the number one thing I want to find out is how's their work ethic. Mm-hmm. But I never really thought to ask that question. Dating. Of my, yeah, of the yeah. person dating. Yeah, I, I never thought about that either, really. You know? Yeah. Um, because you don't think like, oh, marriage is like, has this, oh, this work. It's like, no, it does. Marriage it's, is a ton of work. Yeah, it is. Whether it be cleaning up, feeding children, um, work, actual Work for money, finances, um, cleaning yeah. the house, yeah, cutting grass, dealing with finances, budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a million things, and all of these things you have to be able to manage your time, and you have to be able to stay up late and do some things despite being tired, and that requires a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. So, those are things that, um. I kind of just lucked out on that I didn't really think about too much or that in the case of the first one with you being a good mom, I, I 
completely, I just didn't know anything. I feel like I didn't know you at all. And, and if I go back to my old self when I first met you and, and, and think to myself, oh yeah, she'd be a good mom. Like I hadn't, like based on what? Because <laughs> I was nice or right, something? Right, yeah, like. <laughs> That's true. Like when yeah. I met you, you were like 28 years old and single, like, like how would I know you would be a good mom? I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Like I remember, you know, so you don't know who you're going to marry. You think you know, but you don't know. Well, I I guess I just want to say, well, yeah, you do. You, you know something. You yeah, know, you know something, you know. But the depth of that person, no, you don't know the depth of that person. And sometimes that person doesn't even know the depth of who they are until you go through life and marriage together. And then things are revealed that you didn't think would ever come up because you've never experienced those things before right. to, and then you do it together. I mean, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. don't you feel like, like, I think it's a big mystery. Like I think marriage is an incredible mystery on Thank so God. many, so many ways. And so it's, it's, that's why it's a sacrament too. That's why like, it's so important in the church that we, honor and participate in what the church calls us to in the sacrament of marriage and the grace that is bestowed upon that sacrament and those in it um, because you need that grace uh, more more than you know I think that we could objectively say yes you need grace but when you're in the marriage in a marriage you, you I mean literally it's sometimes the only thing that you're holding on to at, at, at moments and times is the grace of the sacrament because it feels like everything else is just, you know, evaporating in front of you almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's good to know that even in those times of what you think are despair, you're still receiving grace. Mm-hmm. Just by the fact that you're just, just by the fact just that by you, the fact that you're faithful to your to your marriage. Yeah, you're that you're persevering. Vows, that you're just staying there. Therefore, yeah. faithful to the sacrament. Yeah. Um, and maybe, yeah. And so, and and marriage is an interesting sacrament in that it's not, it's not minister. You're not a priest doesn't minister the sacrament of marriage. The spouses do. Right. So we are ministers of the sacrament. We are um, a kind of priest to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in, in, that, in, in that, those, or a kind of minister to one another. Well, the, yeah, that, that, that's in the priestly office of that we that we partake in with Christ. Christ is priest, prophet, and king, and each person in in the Christian family takes part in those offices of the priest, prophet, and king offices of Christ. So, within marriage, that's what we're doing, right? But when you look at all this, and so I'm saying that because in the seven sacraments, mm-hmm. um, it's the only one where we are where we are the. That we minister to each of other this, of the sacrament. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, oh gosh, are we still answering this question for Claire? You, are, you, 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 you are, you are doing just fine, Ricky. We've answered it, and we've moved into adding other things. Okay. We are well, good. Well, since we're talking about marriage, and since you brought up the sacrament of marriage, maybe um, some context for this, I think, is maybe I like to define things. I know you do. Well, I, just you, so that you should see, I wish you could see the setup we have right now, because we're both sitting on we're we're in our basement that Ricky just um, what is it called? 
you redid or did or you we finished you finished the basement, the basement and whatever he 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 this is amazing god love this man for doing this this is like saved our this is i don't know if it saved our marriage but it saved our sanity with our children to have this space where they can come and hang out anyways but we are in the basement with our couch and we have a very big couch and he's on one end of the couch and i'm on the other end and he's got all of his books around him look at him all of his books he loves all of his books i love books he loves books more than you would ever know. And of course, he's got all of his books and all these things. So, Ricky, read to us from a book. Well, I, I, have, I don't have all these books for, for this. I only brought out... You know, I know. Books out, it but. doesn't matter. Just keep going. Okay. Well, I do have... <laughs> I like the catechism a lot. I'm kind of a catechism nerd. You've read it twice. And um, We'll tell you that story later. So... The sacrament of mat- matrimony, the sort of the, uh, this is Article 7 in the Catechism, uh, paragraph 1601. Yeah, to go with the paragraph numbers because that's what's important. So 1601. Well, somebody may want to look this up. I know, but they, they'll they look it up by the paragraph numbers, correct, babe. Correct, correct. Okay, if, so. you, if you look up Catholic Catechism of the Catholic, or Catechism of the Catholic Church, yeah. paragraph 1601, you will find, quote, the matrimonial covenant by which a man and a woman establish between themselves a partnership of the whole of life is, by its nature, ordered toward the good of the spouses and the procreation and education of offspring. This covenant between baptized persons has been raised by Christ the Lord to the dignity of a sacrament. So I think it's just kind of, it starts out with the definition of what it is. And I think that's a good place to start for the context of this question. Hey, this message is for my ladies. Ladies, listen, if you are looking for some accountability in your prayer life, if you feel or you might be alone, uh, you feel like you're alone in your faith life, maybe there's not a lot of people who support you or around you, um, or you're just not connected to them, or (laughs) sometimes it's just struggling uh, to reach out. or, 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 or maybe it's just the fact that you want to know your faith better. You really want to go deeper, but you feel overwhelmed with all the amount of uh, possibilities and ways to do that. Or you want to go to grad school, but you also really don't want the price tag that's associated with that, or the homework, um, or the intensity maybe. And you're looking for practical and pastoral theology. I have an answer for you. We just created the very first Catholic app for Catholic women. Super excited about this. This is the Lux app, L-U-X. Lux is Latin for light, and we truly believe that we are called to be lights and called to be leaders um, for ourselves, for our families, for our church, and for the world. So I want to invite you to join this amazing network of women. It is so much more than an app. I mean, I'm I'm incredibly proud of all of the work that we have done to create this app. But and it's mobile friendly, it's also desktop friendly, but it's really truly about a network. There are three main components. Really quickly, I just wanted to share with you so that you know about it and you can share it with others. We have the prayer department and in prayer we offer live weekly prayer, rosary, divine mercy chaplet. We also offer live 
Sunday Gospel Reflections by Father Michael O'Loughlin, who is our Lux chaplain, and he often, very often, goes in and even offers live evening prayer. So you you always get a notification on your phone whenever he goes live if you want to pray with him. But it's really beautiful about what he does. Um, he's there for us every single week, guiding us through the gospel and giving us a challenge to take with us throughout the week. I love the prayer department inside the app. It is absolutely my favorite piece, I think. Um, and then we have the community piece. And a lot of people kind of like gloss over or when they offer something, they always say community, but they really don't mean it. We mean it. We we sincerely mean it. This is one, This is the best tech tool I have ever used to really connect me with other Catholic women um, in a way that you're off social media, so you don't have to worry about all of that. There's no trolls. And you really are in this intimate place with other Catholic women. And you can actually find out and see where they are around you and near you, like in your city, or even when you travel, you'll be able to find out where the other Lux ladies are. And if you wanted to, you could reach out and say hello. You could connect. You could maybe arrange a time to like go grab coffee, whatever you want. Or maybe you just want to stay back and just, you know, chat in the chat boxes from afar. Either way, you will definitely know that you're not alone anymore in your faith. And then the third main compartment or main department that we offer inside the Lux Network is formation and that is Lux University where we offer practical and pastoral uh, theology courses for you to know your faith better. Uh, It's amazing. It is ever evolving. We are constantly adding new courses to the LuxU platform. So you're never going to get in there and then like that's all we're ever going to have. We film new courses about once a month. So we are churning out new stuff constantly and we're always asking you about what you want. Like what's a co- what's what topic do you want covered? And so it's community sourced uh content that we're putting out. It's really beautiful. We're faithful to the church teachings. We are just courageously Catholic in our faith and and in our movement towards being leaders and lights in the world. And we want you to join us. So make sure you go to theluxuniversity.com, get the information, choose your plan and download the app there. Quick note, quick note for all of my Apple iPhone users, you want to make sure you go to theluxuniversity.com to choose your plan and get the app. Don't go to the app store because Apple charges 30% more, and we have no say-so in that. They do that. Um, We cannot issue cancellations or refunds or anything because that's all on Apple. So we have warnings everywhere. This is your warning. If you want to be a part of the Lux Network, go ahead and go to theluxuniversity.com. It's available for anyone, international, Android, Apple, you name it. You are welcome here. I cannot wait to see you inside the Lux app. A man and woman establish between themselves a partnership for the whole of life, for their entirety of life. That's what we've done in marriage. Um, it's by its nature ordered towards the good of each other, of their spouses. Mm-hmm. And procreation and education of children. So God, if, if God um, blesses you with children. So. Yeah, there's lots of ways he can bless you with children. Yeah. Don't so I think them. that's what marriage is. So. When you prepare for that, that's what you're preparing for. Yeah. So like, so like when, when I, 
I can imagine. I know. I can imagine putting myself back into my single shoes. Okay, hearing that, being like, okay, great, yeah, I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but how do you prepare for a partnership for life? And I think a very quick answer is not very well. You can only do so much at some point before you have to dive in and you have to just do it. You have to you have to walk that journey with the person that you've chosen and hopefully you've made some very good decisions in terms of how long you've dated them and seen them at different seasons of life and all of those things that I think are pretty obvious. And then at some point you pull the trigger and be like this is it. Yeah, I don't think those things are obvious all the time. Oh. But okay. Maybe we did maybe if we do like a top 3 or 4 basic things a woman should 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 have in order to be prepared for marriage is that is that bad or in a guy no maybe from a girl perspective and then from a guy perspective we could do that yeah, yeah. you want to do that right now sure all right let's do it okay let's just go back and forth you say one i say one you say one i say well one. i think the first thing for a guy is um hmm he needs to have possession. He needs to have mastered his will in regard to um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Maybe, Are you talking? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe. Um, Are you talking about what guys, how guys should prepare themselves going into, or what they should be looking for, and how like a woman prepares herself? I think I'm talking about how a guy should prepare himself for marriage. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs to master his his um his will especially in regards to lust um that's a that's like the number one struggle for guys i think um number two i'm just going to go through these quickly sure um and we can just talk about them unpack them maybe if we have time number two i think a guy um needs to have a very strong prayer life just a, a strong spiritual life in general when i say spiritual life um even even for that a strong interior life so rooted in prayer, rooted in practice of the faith regularly, um, reading the scriptures, having accountability with other men in fellowship, and then striving to be a better man and, and continuing to master himself mm-hmm. uh, and truly possess himself. So he's so, um, and then outside of the spiritual life, I think that the number one thing a guy needs to do outside of being spiritually strong is. So if that's number one, number two would be um, establishing himself as a provider. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get some sort of an education, whether it be a vocational technical education right, or a college education to be a professional of some sort. Right. Um, you have to find a way to make money so that um, you can be in a position to even date a woman. Right, like take assuming her out on that, a date. Assuming that the dating <laughs> would lead to a marriage. Right, you have to be able to support yourself in a so plus guys, one. yeah, if the guys have to, you, you want to prepare, like get your spiritual life in order, and then get your life in order. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. your career. Figure out what you're going to do. Do it. Do something. Make some money. Stay with it. Establish yourself. Yeah, I think you do those two things. You're kind of. For a guy, I mean, you're kind of ready. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I couldn't add more, but I'd say almost the same thing for women too, in some ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, get your stuff together. Like, stop whining and complaining and acting like the whole, you know, I'm not married yet is some weird proverbial waiting room. Like, like, perfect yourself, get your spiritual life in order, start dealing with the wounds that you got, because we all have them, right? We all need healing. So go ahead and start doing that. Like, take a very proactive role in your life, figure out what's going on that you need to deal with spiritually, mentally, whatever it might be. Get yourself healthy. Get yourself in a position, um, in, even financially, where you get yourself in a position where you are free from debt, too. Because it's not like this money talk is just for men. I mean, I understand, like, the providing part, especially when it comes to, like, relationships and marriage and then kids, because women, you know. Yeah, I think we could protect it on there. Yeah. It's a separate thing. Debt being, try to be debt-free if you yeah. can. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people with debt out there, especially college debt. But yeah, I think that's a great. Yeah. Get yourself financially debt free. I mean, that was a big issue for me when we were dating. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was a really big issue for me. Um, I had gotten some other things in order in my life, but I did not get my finances in order. And yeah. I and I'll be honest with you. I was embarrassed. I was I was very embarrassed by it. And I it was I um I was in denial. I just never wanted to like deal with my my problem with my debt that had happened many years prior but it it followed me around as they do they somehow know where you're moving and they send you the bills Mm -hmm. um and when we had gotten serious in our dating we had not yet we were not yet engaged but we were very serious we and we knew we were heading that way we just you know you and I knew at that point um you had asked me you're like well how much debt do you have and I did not want to answer your question. I remember exactly yeah, I remember where this. we were. This is a good story. We were driving on the highway um, in New Orleans, getting ready to get off and go to the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, I remember the feeling in the pit of my stomach when you asked me that question. I'm like, oh, it's... And I, I totally lied to you. I was like, it's it's not bad. But the problem is I wasn't just lying to you. I was lying to myself because I never realized how much debt I was in. So I never wanted to add up all my debt. I just was like looking at these individual credit cards that were all maxed out and I never wanted to put the numbers together. Anyways, you had asked me how much debt I had and it went from, I think like around 5,000 and you were very okay with that. And then, and then you're like, what about the, and and then you asked, you started asking more questions like you always do. And I answered and then you started putting some things, numbers together and you were adding like, well, Leah, that's, that's 9,000. I said, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess so like, you know, nine, you know. So it went from five to nine. At the end of this conversation that mm-hmm. lasted the entire ride into the French Quarter, then got to a spot where we sat down. I remember sitting down at a table with you and you were like, okay, you need to get out all of your cards and you need to call the numbers on the back and you need to find out the balance on all of them. I remember this, yeah. And I did were- not want to do this. And you looked at me and you go, you had said something to the fact of, I remember you saying something to the fact of like, Leah, look, I want to marry you, but I will not marry your debt. And I remember looking no, I at remember you that. and being so pissed off. I was so mad at you for saying it. And I was hurt. And I had all these feelings. And I was also mad at myself. I was the one that put myself in the debt. Anyway, there's a lot of issues that came with that. That's I probably a-, a little harsh. Maybe. What? 
Sounds a little harsh now looking listening to it. For what you said to me? Yeah. I don't know. I mean Was I nice about it? You know, Ricky, you 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 are you say some harsh things sometimes, but yeah. I now know you to know that one, you said it the best way you could, and two, it was true. Yeah, I, here's I the problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, me- I remember. I'm trying to think back to this. I do remember this, and yeah, I'm trying to think what I was thinking back then. Um, you were not cruel at all. I just know that I was hurt because I was so embarrassed because I was I was yeah, in and denial. I remember you being embarrassed, and I remember thinking maybe, um, but I knew that like this was a hard conversation that we needed to have yeah. in order for us to like um, take the next be honest step. about some things and mm-hmm. really because again. You go into this, you, you you know, I could either just, you know, be very excited about this beautiful woman I'm dating and thinking about marrying or asking to marry um, and just look at all the positive without looking at some of the potential pitfalls. Right. And yeah. yeah, one of those potential pitfalls for, you know, and I know I mentioned this at least or my end, my my second one being get your get your life in order and get your finances in order for a guy, is yeah in general and you you brought this up is getting out of debt. Um, debt puts you in a. It just puts you. Oh gosh, you're not free. You're just yeah. You are chained. You are chained to something, and that's not what we're. I mean, scripture even talks about this. We're not called to live like that. And when you come together in a marriage and your your money's working together, you, you'd like it to work for you instead of against you. And so going into something like marriage debt free can really I mean it That'd be glorious. Yeah. There 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 is there's there's no drawback to that. That is right. always the best way to go into it, you know, completely for for most situations. I mean, I, I'm thinking of like my brother Danny, who like that wasn't a possibility. He came out of dental school. He's got money. Yeah, he's from, got dental school I mean, debt. There's something th- those med things, school debt. Right. There's like some things like okay, that's that, not what we're talking right. about. Let's be even more specific. Let's say credit card debt. This is this is this is credit card debt. Because I, you know, I had school debt. Yeah. You have school debt. Uh-huh. Everybody we know in our generation, millennials, most have school we have debt. school debt. But this was straight. And there was another thing, too, that you had mentioned that's important that, you know, it was very vulnerable and hard for me to accept. But I knew that you needed to see in me that I would be financially responsible later in life with our money. Yeah. And if I wasn't going to be responsible with my money now... That's that's a kind of that 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 is a red flag that you have to consider. Yes. So money, and that it goes both ways. Gosh, money, money is like top two or three top maybe number one thing it's in a like marriage one that can or, cause yeah. strife for sure. Yeah. Um, because you're always going to be faced with money issues. Right. How much money Budgeting. do we have? What do we like? How do we save? How do right. we pay for school? Yeah. How do we? Yeah. You know, what groceries are we going to eat this month because we only have this much money? So we right. need. So this is going to be a peanut butter and jelly and sloppy Joe month, right? And we, w- I mean, <laughs> we have months like that. We honestly do. And then there's months where we can, you know, yeah, exactly. Because you're always talking about it. You're always having to budget that. And um, and if one person is just ignoring that, right? And just like you know what, I just want more things, so I'm going to put it on credit. That can put you in a situation real, really quickly. So and there's there's underlying 
issues with the with with those types of behaviors that have to be addressed. And so regardless of who's the one, you know, the woman or the man that's doing that, looking at how somebody saves or spends money or, or how they speak of it and their relationship with it or with debt is really important. Um, to wrap up the end of that story, we ended up, um, Ricky ended up being there with me and we got it all together and uh, I had a little over 20 something thousand dollars worth of debt. Yeah. It was very embarrassing just to you know, be fully honest. And um, Ricky Went ended from up- from 4,000 to 20 something thousand. <laughs> I was just off by by a cool 16 grand. So, um, and I'm going to say this, you weren't lying to me. No. You really didn't know. I really didn't I want to describe, because I remember talking about this and you were just, you had been ignoring this. I had. Yeah, I had. You know? I, I really, I really, it's so embarrassing, but I really had. I was in denial. And I remember you looked at me and you go, Leah, Leah, how do you know when, when you have money? Do you remember what I said? <laughs> do you, no, I don't. Do you remember what I said? I go, no. well, and I mean, I was like in tears. I go, well. I swiped a card, and if it goes through, I guess I have money. <laughs> you looked at me, and you just shook your head, and you go, okay. No, Leah. No, we we just can't do this anymore. I go, okay. And and you had me. You brought out scissors, and I ended up. I know. Up, I do remember that. And you had me cut up all of my cards. I mean, you could have had me cut up all the cards that were completely maxed out anyway. Um, the, And I guess. And that I, were completely unnecessary, like especially like department store cards and. I think we made a rule, and we still have this rule. I think we made it at this point. Was we we only have one credit card? Yeah, we do. So, um, which is great. I'd like to even not have it. You kind of need a credit card for, depending on what, reservate. You just need a credit card, but if you can keep it to one, that's that's worked for us. Yeah, at least. it's been but, a good rule. So from that point forward, we only had one card. Yeah, we. Um, so yeah, great. I mean, so we we I, I cut up all those. Um, I had it. I had I got into a debt um, payment action plan that Ricky and I both just created off of the things that we we learned from Dave Ramsey and stuff like that, and um, and from that point on, I began paying off my debt with my own money and, and income. We were still dating. Ricky did propose to me. Um, months later months and months later but by the time that we got married i had paid off all of my debt i think minus like fifteen hundred dollars yeah technically yeah and then i paid that off like the month after we got married or something but but i mean i worked yeah i remember you worked your you my worked your tail butt off. off i was like no this is very important to him awesome. and i am going to just tackle it i was like this i this is so stupid i cannot believe this, this is why we only had one car remember <laughs> This is part of the reason why she could pay off that. I remember this now. Oh my gosh. I hated just having one car. Yeah. That's what you do when you get married. Yeah, that's what you do. But anyways, that was a bit that that's a really big thing. Um being financially independent and not uh not bringing that into a relationship and 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 being aware of the other person's financial habits. How they spend. Yeah, I think it's a Do good thing Do they save? To know. That's definitely a good thing to yeah. know. Yeah. You, you don't want to be surprised. It's one of those things where like. It's not like, it's not like, like first date combo. But no, I mean it's like, definitely not first date combo. But you, like, <laughs> you're going to sound like a gold digger. That's then. something you can know. Like when I was talking earlier about you really don't know somebody. Right. 
I'm not talking about how they spend money. You should know that. Yeah. That's something that you definitely need to have a conversation with your significant other before you marry. You should know how they deal with money, their relationship with money. You should know their relationship with their parents. You should know their relationship with friends or if they have friends or if they don't have friends and how those go. Their 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 relationship with with work. Do they jump from job to job? Do they have a do they stick with the job, you know, like all of those things. Those are important traits that I think are that you would need to know. Right, but we're talking about the money piece right now. So I yeah, know. I know. I just I just was going into okay. like relationships with everything. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's just. Yeah. I think you can know. There are there are a lot of knowns, is what you're saying. Right. There's some. No- that's one of them. That you should you should not go into marriage being like, oh, I was surprised by the. I had no idea. Way she that, had twenty thousand. You know. <laughs> how much credit cards? How much he or she likes credit cards? Guys do the same thing. I mean, I got buddies that spend a lot of money on. We just spend on different things. What did guys spend their money on? Oh, man. Oh, my friends, like I'm thinking of my army buddies right now, some of my firefighter buddies, like motorcycles, guns, um, <laughs> cars, trucks, uh, hunting, fishing. We we just do, we don't spend it on clothing and furniture. We spend it on toys and hobbies. It's all just stuff though. No yeah, matter it's still whatever credit card. it is. So it's up on a credit card or they yeah. were financed. You know. Well, right. Those big toys are financed. So yeah, for a girl for a lady, I should say, not a girl, for a, a lady, lady. Um I think like for you it was like department department store credit cards. For Might guys, it's probably going to be if you want to ask a guy like he's probably he may not have a lot of credit card data, but he might have like four or five different loans for bikes and, you know, trucks and just, they can have, guys can have a lot of debt too outside of college debt. Sure. Yeah. Or whatever. They just use their credit card for food and, and going out Maybe and drinks so. and whatever, you know? Yeah. Very possible. I was a very, I just I know was, we don't get, we typically, I say we, like I'm speaking on behalf of all men. My my little circle of friends. Um, I don't know my my buddies that have like Dillard's credit cards and stuff like that. You know, it's like well, we no, don't have that I'm stuff. not saying that, Ricky. Uh, and that's what I'm, I'm and okay. I'm not trying to be too stereotypical. I'm just you know. Well, not all of my credit cards have. were department store credit cards. For the record, yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, but I had I don't know why I'm defending. But I had zero. I don't know why I'm defending my own debt. It doesn't matter. Cards. Whatever. You had zero department credit cards. I had some regular credit cards, too. There's a Southwest card in there. There's a Delta card in there. There's a Chase card in there. Don't leave them out. Travel cards. <laughs> I've had one credit card. Like it even makes it any better. But anyway. I think I've had one credit card since college. No. Since the Army. Well, good for you. Yeah. I got in credit card trouble when I was in college. Learned a hard lesson. How'd you get in credit card? What 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 did you do? Well, in college, they start, you know, you go to those like, you go to the hub at your university and there's always like these sign up tables for your little visa card. And I sign up for all of them. <laughs> and you only get like <laughs> a few hundred dollars if you're lucky. Yeah. And, uh, but I had a few, you know, a few credit cards with a few hundred dollars and man, those were cool back, you know. 18, so what? Did, what, what? So you just spent it on like what? Beer, food. Oh yeah, 
that's why I mean I was poor in college obviously like everyone I had a job but um I I wanted to do a lot of stuff and I was part of a fraternity and when you run out of money you use the credit card yeah and if it if it if they swipe it and it goes through then you know you have money right that was my logic that took me yeah to the end of debt yeah you just went well into your 20s with that <laughs> I just went I like, went well into my 20s I just went with like that logic two yeah. or three years like that probably happened to me when I was like 20 when I realized oh this is bad and I couldn't pay it off so um yeah yeah there was yeah what was that mo- movie oh yeah Confessions of a Shopaholic haven't seen it yeah you have we own it you, doesn't mean I've seen it well, that's true um well anyways Confessions of a Shopaholic it's more of a girl movie, but it's a girl who is in massive debt, massive debt, and she gets this job writing for a financial magazine. Mm-hmm. She's not, that's not what she was going for. She was going for like this fashion magazine, but she starts here at this other one. And she's giving um, financial advice to people in this magazine and this like little blog type thing, but she is crazy in debt. And, um, anyways. I felt like that was a little bit of my life. I related way too much to that movie on so many levels. Mm. And it was really uh, disturbing where I was like, I feel like. I'm sure you're, I'm sure that's pretty, I'm sure there's a lot of people that relate to that. But either way, one of the things, definitely one of the things that I think we, we touched on quite thoroughly. All right. Anything else? What, what do you think, Ricky, before we wrap, wrap up uh, how you should walk into a marriage? It's a pretty. Big topic. I, yeah, I think so. If I had to look back at this now that we've talked, I feel like and Claire is it Claire? I think it's Claire. It's Claire, Ricky. You don't have to keep going back to Claire. Claire is well. Good. I I'd like to go back because I she know, asked but we answered it. I know. I guess. Um, yes, we did. Yeah, I think we definitely worked on ourselves going mm-hmm. into marriage, and we still work on ourselves in marriage. And I think that's perfectly okay. So. Claire, don't be too hard on your friends because it's very hard. It's just in, you know. Um, yeah, it's. It, it's just hard. There's it's no just way. Hard. And then one day when you get married. Oh, um, you'll see. You're going to see. You'll see. And hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this this little discussion we've had is will help you prepare and anticipate some of these pitfalls. Yeah. Um, because they're going to come even if you prepare yeah, I think if I had Perfectly to well. conclude my thoughts, I would say don't think you're the exception to the rule here. Um, definitely expect it to be harder than you think. Marriage, that is. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not good and not worthy, but good things take work. And... It's not just a one and done thing where you're going to work once and then your marriage is good now. You continue to work. You're two different people coming together trying to make this relationship not just uh, you guys get along, but that you actually grow together in holiness and you're trying to get that person to heaven. You're trying to help them, whatever the capacity is that you have in that role. To help them be the person that Christ has called them to be and the saint that they've been called to be. And so that just, that requires work in the spiritual life and in the practical life. Um, yeah, no, nothing in this life that 
is good is easy to obtain. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely nothing in this life. Amen. Um, A to so, the freaking men. Yes. Yeah. It's uh and 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 love won't save you. Like your decision to persevere will. Of course, outside of God's grace this is. But like this idea that like well we just love each other and our feelings and our love is what's going to like keep the bond together. Yeah, okay, let's so let's let's your it's not that love won't save you. It's that your feelings of love won't save the marriage. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, your feelings, how when, we feel about one another will not save the marriage because there will be times where you don't feel so you don't feel like you want to be married. Right. You're, right. you're going to Those are going to come along. You they could come along. Maybe they don't for everyone, but they very very likely will. They come about yeah. once in a while. And it's not that won't save you. Right. What will save you is um sort of true love, which is not authentic love, yeah. Which is not how you feel, but what you will to do for the other. Yeah, your you're choice. you're willing you're you're willing the good for the other. Mm-hmm. So your decision to persevere in that will save your marriage. And yeah. marriage is a sort of an, it's a picture of what Christ did on the cross for us. It's a dying for the other so that, so that, you know, we, yeah. so that we might live. Yeah. It's all of it. I mean, it's, it's, it is the, um, it's the good Friday. It's a, it's the Holy Thursday. It's the good Friday. It's, you know, Saturday. It's resurrection Sunday. It's it all of it. It's, it's all the gospel. Of it. It's the good news. Yeah. It's so, so we've en- emphasized a lot of the hardship, but understand that the same way that we are, it is a model of Christ and that it's a suffering. It is also a baptism and a, rebirth and resurrection Mm -hmm. so that all of these hardships are opportunities for us to be transformed and to grow and to become more like him Mm -hmm. as gold is tested in fire i mean that's definitely a good way to look at marriage i mean that's what god does to us is he uh he allows those beautiful struggles to um, refine us and bring us to a place where we're better because of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, we should probably do another podcast on like all of the joys of marriage so (laughs) we don't freak people out. But at the same time, I don't think we freaked anybody out. But here's the thing. So many times people talk about marriage as if it's this idealic, idealistic, what am I trying to say? Idealistic, like, I don't know, picture of, of, of happiness and everyone's always getting along and you're in love and you're going to take your vacations and you're going to like hold hands and go to the pumpkin patch and get your latte and it's going to be okay. And there's just a, I don't know. They're, in my opinion, they're just lacks or, I don't know, real life understanding of what's really going on. And I think maybe that's what we just provided, hopefully, is some real life practical 
pieces to marriage and how you can walk into it and hopefully, you know, approach it or prepare for it. Yeah. Okay, that's all you got to say? Um, I think that's all I have to say. That's all you have to say. I think I've say. said enough. He's he's done. When Ricky's done, he's just he just stops. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Like it's a screeching halt. Stop. You know he lands. Well, the you plane, have to conclude. Somewhere. But it's like those jets so on the in boats. Conclusion on the boats in the ship, where like they they go full steam and then and then they're done. There's not like a nice like landing. Next time I'll say in conclusion. You're gonna say in conclusion like it's a paper. Well, no, it's a paper, but well, it's... it feels like you're. It feels like it's like a paper. You're like in conclusion. Allow me to reiterate my introduction, <laughs> and you're just gonna go into that, and then you're gonna end with a quote from Emerson. Or Maybe something. I will. <laughs> I think it's a good way to speak, so people know that I'm landing the plane and it's it's coming to an end, and yeah. we've completed this. You're landing a fighter discussion. jet on a naval ship, is what you're doing. But okay, that's fine. Hey, those are beautiful landings. It's a it is. It's a. It's a. It's an amazing it's a process. Thing to witness. You've never seen it. Before. I've actually never seen it in person. I'm have not you a Navy seen it guy, in person? But I like those Navy guys. Have you seen it in person? Yeah. You have. You've been yeah. on a ship when that's happened. I haven't been on a ship. I've just seen it. I haven't been on the aircraft carrier. So how how did you see it in person if you weren't on the aircraft carrier? Because you can see it from the shore. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know they did it that close to shore. No, you can see it. Okay. That was off topic. Okay, sounds good. But I'm glad we now know that you can see it from offshore. Okay. All right, there it is. Ricky, I love you. Thanks for doing another podcast with me. I love you too. We're going to we're gonna do another one though, right? Maybe one more. I can get one more out of you. Yeah, you can get a... I think one. we can do one more. I want you to talk about in another one your straight conversion story. He's got a conversion story, not a reversion story, a conversion story. And I, I want I want you to share that maybe on another podcast. Okay. I've just publicly... Yes, we're going to do that. ...claimed you to that task. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. As always, remember whatever you do today... Do something beautiful for God. If you are married, go give your spouse a big old kiss and just say, we're on the same team and I love you. And if you're not married, well, give yourself a kiss and just remind yourself that there is a lot to do before marriage that you can enjoy your life and get yourself ready and prepared to so you can walk into it, hopefully with joy and a realistic perspective. God love you. God bless. And I'll talk to you later.